I am Groot. What it says on the back of the jersey of Korea. What is that galaxy something? Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Has a dog named Groot. Open that Pena. Groot's a fastball right down the middle. Here's the pitch. And that's Rip up the middle. Base hit. Toward left center field. Gaddis will score. Stassi will follow. He'll score on a two-run single by Carlos Correa. And the Astros lead two to nothing. This is another Astros podcast. And that's line to right field. And that's a base hit. Bregman's going to score easily. Calhoun gets it in. And Marwin follows up with an RBI single himself. And the Astros lead three to nothing. This series, the first Trout's played in since August 1st when he got hurt, suffering the wrist injury. One, two. Swing and a miss. Got him on a slider away. Trout goes down and the inning is over. Rondon gives up a hit, strikes out a pair. We go to the ninth. Astros three, Angels one. Two and two the count to Shohei Otani. Has showtime on the back of his Players Weekend jersey. Pitch on the way. Swing and a miss. Got him on a slider. And that is the ball game. The Houston Astros sweep the Angels. Winning this afternoon by a final of 3-1. to one. AJ, big series, if you can call it a big series in August. Before August, this is a big one with the Oakland A's. A game and a half behind you guys. And you can't help but notice when you write out the lineup today for the first time since game 80. It's been 50 games since you got to write Springer, Altuve, and Correa in the same lineup. It had to feel great for you. Yeah, it does. And, and it feels like we're starting to feel whole again, which is which is nice. We weathered you know, the storm of... of not having our complete team for for much of the last couple months, and and all we've done is rattle off the best start in franchise history over yeah. this number of games. So, really proud of our guys, and certainly getting George back in there at the top of the lineup slots Bregman into the two hole, and Altuve and Correa round out a really a really impactful top top four. And then, you know, as the lineup goes on, and Marwin's starting to swing in the bat better, he's in the five hole, and and Tyler White's in there today for Yuli, and we all know what he's done since the All Star break. So. The lineup gets longer over you know just one one new player or one player coming yeah. back from injury. It's amazing how different the landscape of the lineup looks like in the six, seven, eight hole. And you look at that landscape, then you start to look at the bottom third of the lineup like <clears> you did last year when you knew that you guys could get things started down there where you guys could, mm-hmm. could knock some runs in. Yeah, and I want Maldonado to have the same series that he had <laughs> against the A's the last time we played him. I mean, that's... Um, again, we pride ourselves. We got a guy hitting, you know, seventh that has twenty homers. We get a we get a guy hitting eighth who's handled uh, all sorts of left-handed pitching this season in Josh Reddick. So I, it just is a complete lineup when 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 we can roll out a tough out every time. You mentioned Martin Maldonado, and one of the emphasis you had in spring training, you talked about it quite a bit, was controlling the the running game, uh, control ninety feet offensively and defensively and defensively you guys have made huge strides you got to be proud of that I am and, and I am because of the the how difficult we are to score on in general to hit the the last thing we want to do is just give them a free pass or 90 feet or or just let them walk into scoring position where if there is a blue pit there's an extra run I mean one of our reasons we have a great run differential is, is our pitching staff part of the pitching staff's responsibility is controlling the running game and and you add in a Maldonado at the trade deadline and and you know some more emphasis on you know pickoffs at second base or or varying your looks at first base little subtleties in the game that can take you from a, a, a tough team to score on to a near impossible team to score on and that that's something that we've done we've we've emphasized I'm sure the players are tired of hearing about it because yeah. we talk about it over and over and over again but in these close games and in this close race you'll see that 
Um, while we can put some pressure on some teams, if we can take pressure off ourselves by controlling the running game, then all the better. And on the flip side, you guys take an extra bases. You mm-hmm. guys are aggressive. Your secondary leads are probably as good as anybody. You still have to remind guys. We do, just because you know we you know we can slug a little bit. So when when we feel like we can just mash guys, we 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 can get a little bit passive on the bases, but. Um, you know, when you look and this team across the way, you know, as, as good as they've gotten defensively, they still have a ton of wild pitches and balls in the dirt. And, and Lucroy is really good at, at handling the pitching staff. But if we can put pressure on him by taking 90 feet, then all of a sudden, you know, that two out single, the two out scoring that we did in Anaheim turned, you know, really comes from getting guys on base and getting guys in scoring position. If you can get there in, in within account and give the hitter, you know, a chance to, to change the scoreboard with a single, then, then, then it can be really dynamic. There's a veteran lefty pitching for the Oakland A's tonight, and we've seen a lot of him in years mm-hmm. past, and you guys beat him up a little bit in May. But he's pitching differently right now. What's Brett Anderson doing best? You know, he, he, he has multiple pitches that he, that he goes to, and, and, you know, he's a big, tall guy with some angle, and the ball moves a little bit, and he gets the ball on the ground and, and, and then has some swing and miss slider in him when, he's, when he gets you into hitter's counts. You know, you feel like you can hit everything against him. He's not tremendously overpowering. He has a little smooth delivery to him. The ball jumps a little bit. It moves and cuts a little bit. Um, and so he, he gets you into swing mode, and then this slider that he throws – uh, can get can get to the back foot of the right-handed hitter. So we've got all righties except for Josh Reddick in there. Um, some of our guys have had success against them. I think this is a big series. I do think the team that punches the first team in the mouth is a is a nice start to the series. I hope that's us. All right, AJ. Thanks a lot. Go punch them tonight. You guys, Sparky. Back with more Astro Launch right after this. Nothing goes better with nine innings of Astros baseball than a cold Carbock beer. And the first pitch of the ball game is a fastball high. So tune into the game and crack open a Love Street, Kolsch-style blonde, or Hopadillo IPA to root on your Houston Astros. It's game time, so grab a cold locally brewed Carbock. If you're in Houston, drop by the brewery where we're open seven days a week serving up great food, delicious beer, and plenty of good times. Follow us on social at Carbock Brewing. Carbach Brewing, Houston, Texas. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Ken Korak, longtime uh, radio broadcaster for the Oakland A's in town to start a three-game series uh, with the Astros. And the A's a game and a half behind the Astros in the division, leading the second wild card in uh, probably first couple of months of the season. It might, might have seemed unthinkable what what has changed really since, since mid-June. Yeah, it really is amazing to think that here we are, Robert, and these games mean so much after the start the A's got off to. They've just played great. I, you know, they have really good players. I think uh, some folks look at the payroll and equate that to maybe not having as much talent as other teams, but uh, they're really good. And, of course, as you know, the bullpen has been sensational. And then they added uh, Familia and Rodney to go with Trevino and Trinan. I think Tr- uh, Blake Trinan, to me, is a Cy Young candidate. I don't think people are talking about him, but he's been that good as their closer. So uh, they can shorten the game with... Uh, the bullpen. They now now that Manaya is on the DL, they don't have a starting pitcher who's been with the club from start to now. They've had to piece together the rotation like Anderson today, and then you know obviously Chris Davis has had a great year, and Lowry was an All Star. Uh, you guys know about him, of course. Mm-hmm. And Matt Chapman has been to me as valuable as any player in baseball to his club over the last two months. So uh, it's been an ensemble, and, and they've played really well. Looking at this A's team, and you look at the last two months last season, I feel like that's kind of what's set up this year because you had a bunch of young, young players come up. You mentioned Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, another one. And I remember at the end of last year, 
me and Steve Sparks talking about, hey, these are some pretty good young players. They have a chance to really do something maybe if they get a full season under their belt. So do you really think that some of the foundation for what's happened this year was late last year? I do, although sometimes you can fall into the trap. As they say, don't fall in love in March and September. Right. So you don't want to make too big a deal over what happens in September. But it did portend what was to come for the A's. And you mentioned also they've got a, they've gotten a whole lot better defensively as you know Robert you've seen that they're they're great at first and third the gold glove caliber and they've gotten more athletic and, and all these years the last three or four years where the Astros have been so good and have dominated the A's in the season series I think one of the big reasons that the Astros were just more athletic had more impactful players guys that could make plays and now the A's have more players who can make plays. And I also think that's helped them in their matchups against uh, your ball club lately. You know, talking about this rotation, you mentioned Sean Manai being the only guy who had made every turn in the rotation since the start of the season. I mean, you think about you know, Trevor Cahill and Brett Anderson and Edwin Jackson. These are guys who have either dealt with injuries the last few years, were in the minor leagues, were kind of afterthoughts. Do you think that these guys can continue doing what they've been doing in the rotation? I have no reason to think otherwise, Robert. Uh, there's only 30 games left in the season, and as I said, the the bullpen has taken pressure off those guys yeah. where if they have the lead and the bullpen is healthy they can go Trevino Rodney Familia and Trinan for the last six innings. Uh, they are in a stretch of playing 20 consecutive days and that's one of the reasons that they called up Chris Bassett to pitch the game against Minnesota to give everybody an extra day and push everybody back. Now they, they a wrench was thrown into that with Manaya going on the DL and now Daniel Mingdon is here today but and it really hasn't been that fluky to think of what those guys have done. Cahill has been by the numbers, one of the hardest pitchers to hit in, in baseball this year. So uh, it's been fun to watch. 2012, the Oakland A's, uh, kind of a miracle run, or at least it seemed that way from the outside. Winning the AL West last day of the season, had the great surge at the end of the year. You see some similarities between that 2012 A's team and this year's team? Well, from the standpoint that they came out of nowhere yeah. that year, and they were in first place for one day of the season, which was the last day. So I think I think you can make some some comparisons there. Uh, the expectations were extremely low. I think maybe the big difference was that we thought this club eventually would be really good mm -hmm. because they came up together. A lot of these guys like like Chapman and Olson and Chad Pinder and others came up together in the minor leagues and, and we knew at some point you could see it on the horizon. They were going to be really good. It's just this year it might have come a year earlier than we all thought. The dulcet tones of Ken Korak, A's radio broadcaster, who is often the soundtrack to my drives home on satellite radio when I'm listening to West Coast games after leaving Minute Maid Park. Always good to see you, Ken, and thanks for joining us. Well, thank you, Robert. I enjoyed being with you. The Houston Astros Radio Network. That ball is gone! Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. And you can kiss it goodbye! This is the Houston Astros Radio Network.